We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love. Love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant. Get ready for a transformation. So what is Thanksgiving? We're talking about Thanksgiving. Thanks living. But our theme is multiply. And the writer says, understanding how Thanksgiving brings about multiplication. Understanding how Thanksgiving brings about multiplication. And so what is Thanksgiving? Everybody's used to, you know, what Thanksgiving is. In fact, some people would already form something in their mind, you know, before coming to church today. That it's just the normal Thanksgiving that we talk about, you know, every time. Because we take it for granted. But I pray that the Lord opens up your eyes and your spirit to receive this morning in the name of Jesus. So thanksgiving is the expression of gratitude, especially to God. Even the dictionary, I was shocked, you know, when I was preparing the sermon. And I saw that even the dictionary acknowledges that God, the gratitude goes to God. Not with a small G, a big G. Especially to God. The expression of gratitude, especially to God. Now, what is thanks living? Which is our topic for today. Thanks living. Thanks living is being able to be thankful. Despite our circumstances. Because we choose to look at our life. And circumstances through the filter of God's love and his goodness through the filter of God's love and his goodness. What does that mean? What does that tell us? It is a consciousness of the fact that every day you wake up in the morning, you appreciate God. You are grateful. I like the fact that it says through the filter of God's love and goodness. You know, there's this scripture that God has been laying upon my spirit You know, while I was studying one time ago. And it's in um, Psalms chapter 89 verse 14. If media can have that on the screen. Now, and that came about you know, while I was preparing this and I said to myself God's, God, yeah, I mean it says, there's a part of that scripture. Media, please I need your help this morning. Amen. Psalms 89 Psalms 89 verse 14 in the New Living Translation. Psalms 89 verse 14. Thank you. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Talking about God's love. Now, you'll be able to thank God for how far he has brought you. If you have the understanding that it's because he loves you so much, that's why you are still standing. And it says, unfailing love and truth be works before you as a tender. Meaning, God is ever a good God. God is ever a faithful God. And he deserves our thanks. He deserves our thanks. It says, unfailing love works before him as a tender. Who is an attendant? An attendant is someone who comes before you and attends to you. Maybe you go to a restaurant, for example. And they assign a server to you. That person is the one that would attend to you till you leave that place. 
That is how unfailing love and truthfulness works before God. Meaning, God is, is filled with so much love. And we as his children, we, we should carry the same. And that should, you know, push us to thank him every time. Whether it is the circumstance is good or not. Hallelujah. You know, I remember during the pandemic, and there was a bit of question on everybody's mind as to what's really going on in the world. What's really happening? How do we manage this? It was a serious issue. I know people that lost a lot of things, especially a business in Nigeria. She didn't recover until this year. Took her two years to recover that business back. And I remember pastor asking me one day we were in the room and he, he said to me, I think it was just in the midst of him also wondering like, but really what's what is happening? When people were beginning to say so many things, is the world coming to an end? Is this happening? Oh, this, why are people dying? Why are even believers dying? And Peter asked me a question. You know why we're just talking? And he said to her, but what do you think is really happening? I said, well, I don't know what is happening, but there's something I know, that my God is a good God. There is no evil in him. There is no evil in him. So whatever is happening right now, it's not God. There is no evil in the God we serve. He is a good God irrespective of the circumstances. The circumstances we go through does not change who he is. I just read it to you. He is filled with unfailing love and truthfulness. And so that is who he is. Amen. One of the ways to activate multiplication is through thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an application for more. Peter will always say that. It is an application for more. As little as our children are, when they do, you do something for them, you expect them to say thank you. Sometimes if they don't say thank you, you call them back and say, you didn't say thank you. Because you need to cultivate that habit in them, right? For those of us who have children. And for some of us that are not really interested, we need to start teaching our children how to say thank you. It is very important. Because a heart who is grateful, a heart that, you know, understands that wherever I am, whatever I have, whatever I have, the resources I have, I don't own anything. God gave me everything. So we need to start teaching them, even as young as they are. That's just by the way. It is important to be thankful so as not to block our channel of creativity. There's no way you can multiply if you keep complaining. Or we are saying, oh, how, how does Thanksgiving bring about multiplication? But you are complaining every time. There are some people that every time you give them a call, it is complaint. Hello, how are you? I'm fine. Things are just there. Things are just there. There's, there's, no, there's no time you call them that they are excited. In fact, if you are not careful, they will kill your joy. If you are not careful, because every time you call them, it is always one complaint or the other. Oh, today, uh, somebody just, something happened to someone in my family. Oh, I'm not just feeling well today. Oh, I mean, imagine you people answer for yourself. You keep, will you keep calling that person? Guess what? Because the person will continue to sow seed of depression 
of, I mean, killing your, your own spirit. Yes, you are checking up on them. You are doing everything. It's fine. But what I'm saying is, you can't keep complaining and expect to multiply. Because complaining blocks your creativity. Are we in this house this morning? Complaining blocks your creativity. It does not make you think. Because all you can see is the problem. At that period. At that time. So it blocks you from being creative. It blocks you from thinking of the, the solution out of whatever problem you find yourself. Amen. Complaining blocks creativity. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. I want to show you why. It's in the scripture. If you are not careful and you keep complaining, you are doing yourself a big disservice. Romans 1 21 NKJV. New King James Version. Romans 1.21, New King James Version. It says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile. If somebody is sleeping near you, wake them up. Tap the person. If someone is sleeping near you, this is not time to sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. No, we are thankful, but became futile. What does it mean to be futile? It means being incapable of producing any useful result or being unproductive. You'd have heard when they say futility. That's what it means. Complaining and condemning and just not seeing the good in anything, it blocks your creativity. It makes you unproductive. That's what the scripture is saying. It says, and they became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. A person who is not grateful, who does not live a life of thanksgiving, you, there's no way you can be productive. There's no way. And I just showed us that in Romans 1, 21 to, I mean Romans 1 verse 21. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. Thank him for the things you can't see and the things you cannot see. I just shared the story of the pandemic. It, was it easy for anybody? No. People lost a lot of things. But guess what? One thing I took from that is, the reason why some of us are still standing is because God has an assignment for you and I. It's because he has an assignment for us. And so should we be grateful? Oh yes, because he deserves the praise. You know, I came across the story of a pastor that his wife had cancer. And he was telling to himself, he said, I'm not going to be saying and declaring, oh, um, thank you for, for this. I'm not going to be glorifying cancer because guess what? You can't glorify the devil. When he begins to mention, oh, this cancer, oh, this, this, oh, this heart disease, oh, this, you are glorifying the devil. God is not taking the glory. So in the midst of that, he said what he was saying was, thank you, God, because you are sovereign. Thank you, God, because you are the all-knowing God. You are the one that knows why my wife has cancer. Instead of saying, Father, why, why, why does my wife have cancer? But I'm a pastor, but I'm serving you. No, 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 no. It's not a time to be asking questions. 
it is a time to give God glory in the midst of that situation, whether pleasant or unpleasant. Another thing is when people show you, when people help you or show you favor, show appreciation. Show appreciation. Show appreciation. Let it be a lifestyle. Don't be too puffed up. Don't be so proud. You show appreciation when people go all out for you. Whether they go all out for you or not, it doesn't even matter. No matter how little they go for you, show appreciation. Show appreciation. Because what you are doing is, when you are showing gratitude, you are actually giving thanks to God. When you are thanking them for helping you, whatever situation, you are actually giving God thanks. You are not glorifying them. You are glorifying God in their life. Hallelujah. Are we in this house this morning? 2 Corinthians 9, verse 10 to 11 in the um, New International Version, NIV. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10 to 11. It says, Now he who supplies the seed to the sower, and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and would enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Verse 11 says, you will be enriched in every way. And look at this. The reason why you'll be enriched in every way is so that you can be generous on every occasion. The reason why you have that house that you have, the reason why you have that car that God has blessed you with, the reason why you have the resources you have, is for you to be generous and nice to other people and share. It's not for you alone. He says you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Amen. Your generosity, meaning when you give people, when you go all out for people, you are actually doing it for God. He says here, it is in the word. I like to emphasize on the word because sometimes it's as if people just say things. No, it's in the scripture. He says you'll be enriched. The reason why you'll be enriched is for people, for you to bless others. By you blessing others, God is glorified. Hallelujah. God takes the glory. God takes the glory. He says it will result in thanksgiving to God. So, we are talking about thanksgiving. Part of thanksgiving is being generous to people. It should be a lifestyle. That's it. And it leads to multiplication. Out of all that God has given to me, I've chosen to share with other people. Is there something that I have that God did not give to me? What if he didn't give it to you? But most times we forget. May the Lord open up our eyes. You know, there's something that the Lord has been laying upon my spirit recently. May I, and I've been praying that prayer. May I not get too comfortable that I forget where I'm coming from. And not be able to release whatever God has given to me. May I not be too comfortable. That's a prayer I pray for myself. Because guess what? We forget. Sometimes in the midst of comfort, we even forget God. We start giving excuses. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. I know you still like me after this sermon. 
but it's the truth that needs to be said. Amen. Thanksgiving is a sacrifice that truly honors God. You know, God opened my eyes to this long time ago. Psalms 50 verse 23. Psalm 50 verse 23. It says, all I need is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is something that honors me. It is a sacrifice. What is a sacrifice? Propitiation. Offering. That you bring before God. He says, this honors me. When God is saying, thanksgiving honors me. That means every day, 24, 7, 365 days, throughout, we should be giving thanks to God every time. Because he said, it's a sacrifice that honors me. Can I have that, please? Psalms 50, verse 23. I have it in the NASB, but I'll read it from here. Media doesn't have it. He says, he who offers a sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me. And to him who sets his way properly, I will show the salvation of God. Now, we can never pay God or reward him for how faithful he's been to every one of us. If you think about it, you cannot pay him. Even the service you do render to him is, can never still be enough for how faithful he's been to every one of us. If you disagree with me, you can raise up your hand. You can never, we can never pay him. So all he's asking from us as his children, which is not so much, is thanksgiving. Very easy. Psalms 100 verse 4, in the message translation, I love how he puts it. He says, enter, um, enter with the password. Thank you. Enter with the password. The NKJV says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. The message translation says, enter with the password. Thank you. Now, you want to access God's throne. You want to be multiplied. He has given you the secrets. The password. What's the password? Thank you. These things are very, very, they are things we take for granted. But they are the things that will take you to the next level if you have the understanding. Thank you. That's the password. Thank you is the password. If you want to access his throne, you thank him. Thank you for the things that he has done. Oh, Father, I bless you for the things that you've given to me. I thank you for the gift of life. You know, this morning, I was just thinking about it. I was like, if, you, if, if God, okay, I woke up this morning. I was able to get up. I was able to move my legs. I was able to move my hand. There are people that would get up and they are able to even get up. But when to put their leg down, they find that it's not working anymore. It's numb. It's gone numb. There's nothing they can do about it. You went to the washroom. You were able to ease yourself or do whatever you did. Without aid. Without help. I've been there before. When I was admitted in the hospital, I had to use catheter. What did they use? If you're a doctor in the house, you know what I'm talking about. Not able to get up from that bed. Everything you do there. And so if God that you serve has kept you alive, now you walked into church yourself this morning. How many of you said thank you to God this morning? How many of you re remembered to say thank you, Lord, that you've woken me up this morning? But all we are thinking about is the problem that's that job that has not come. Excuse me, if you, don't, if you don't have life, will you get a job? If you don't have life, will you get a job? Is it not the life that you used to get the job? 
May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Now let's look at some biblical examples of how thanksgiving activates multiplication and how to also live a life of thanksgiving. Matthew 14, 13 to 21. Now the story of the um, five loaves and two fishes, there were two accounts of the scripture. There was an account of Matthew and there was an account from Mark. Matthew 14, 13 to 21. But I'll start from 19 here because it's a long read. Then he ordered the crowd to recline on the grass and he took the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, this is where we are going to, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks. Jesus himself. Looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and blessed and broke the loaves and handed the pieces to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. And the scripture says they had 12 baskets extra after feeding 5,000 people from five loaves and two fishes. Does that make logical sense? No, it doesn't. But we are, what we are saying is God can multiply what you have to the level that you yourself you will not understand how it is happening. Just by you understanding the code. And the code is what? Thanksgiving. The account of Mark. Mark 8 verse 1 to 9. Mark chapter 8 verse 1 to 9. They fed 4,000 in that story. So there was one for 5,000 and they, in another place they fed 4,000. From verse 6. It says, And he commanded the multitude to recline upon the ground. And he then took the seven loaves of bread and having given thanks, can you see that again? And having given thanks, he broke them and kept on giving them. I like that part. And kept on. That means he did not finish. That's multiplication there. If you didn't catch it. And kept on giving to his disciples to put before the people. And they placed them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And when he had praised again. Now, before he, he, you know, he started with the bread, he gave thanks for the bread. Now, he was going to pray on the, um, um, share, they were going to share the fish too. He prayed on that one as well. Are we saying this? And they had a few small fish. And when he had praised God and given thanks and asked him to bless them to their use, he ordered that this also should be set before them. Thanksgiving is important. It's the most things that we Christians we take for granted in our lives. It's one of the things that we take for granted in our lives. We don't see it as a big deal. We don't see it as a big deal. It says what you have, what you have now, whether big or small, is enough for God to multiply. It is not in the volume. Now, it is not in the volume because we just saw it in the scripture that it was just five loaves and two fishes. So, it is not in the volume of what you have. It is not in your big house or in your big car. No, it is not in the volume. It is in you showing appreciation and saying thank you to God. And that's where he breathes upon it and he multiplies it. It is in presenting it before God and asking him to breathe upon it. Amen. Let's look at the story of the ten lepers that we just read, which is our anchor scripture that we just read. 
10 lepers, Luke 17, 11 to 19. We don't have to read it again. But I'll just go straight to verse 15. It says, then one of them, upon seeing that he was cured, that's after God had cured them, 10 of them, turned back, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. And God restored his health. But what struck me in, when I was studying this is, God, God is concerned about our thanksgiving. Because for Jesus to have asked him, were there not ten of you? Where are the rest? So how come it is only you that remember to come back to say thank you? And that happens in our everyday life too. You do things, you, you bless people, and then you see only maybe one or two people that comes back to your position. That's human being, no? We human beings. And if you say you do things for people, I don't expect them to say thank you. You are lying. You are lying. Because Jesus himself expects us to say thank you. You are not saying that they should worship you. But you are saying show appreciation. Amen. And Jesus was asked, he asked, were there not ten of you? How come out of ten people, only one? That tells me that it is important. That tells me that Thanksgiving, God takes Thanksgiving seriously. Is really he takes it seriously because I just showed you in Psalm 50, verse 23, that he said, Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. And it is difficult to give a sacrifice. That's why we don't thank him. Because it is a sacrifice. That's why some of us don't remember to say thank you. Because it's a sacrifice, and you need to be intentional about it. And the one thing that amazed me out of it, he said. This, the one person that came back is even a foreigner. He's from Samaria. Not even a Jew. Meaning my own people, Jesus was saying, my own people, they don't even know how to say thank you. You that you're a foreigner that came from another place, you are the one that came back to say thank you to me. And then God restored his health fully. And I heard this, a, a, an, I mean, a, a scenario where someone was analyzing this and saying, when he told them that they were cleansed, does not mean they were fully cleansed. I mean, it was, it was a situation of the, the way leprosy is. You will still see the marks. I mean, you know how leprosy can be. I don't know if you've, if you've seen anyone that is leprous. I've seen one before. Their nails, everything just chops off. You just see their body decaying and all. So, from the analogy that I heard, it, it, what, what, what it meant was, they were cleansed, yes, but you could still see some of those scars from that leprosy. But that one that returned was fully restored. Meaning, his nails and everything, his skin would be as clean as if he never had leprosy before. That's what God can do for you. That's what God can do for you. Let's look at the children of Israel. Numbers 11, verse 1 to 2. Numbers 11, Numbers chapter 11, verse 1 to 2. Talking about how the children of Israel were complaining. It says, now the people complained about their troubles in the hearing of the Lord. When the Lord heard it, his anger burned. The fire of the Lord burned among them and destroyed some around the outer parts of the tent. Then the people cried to Moses and he prayed to the Lord and the fire went out. So the name of that place was called Habira. Because the fire of the Lord burned among them. 
Now, some people lost their lives because of complaining, because of murmuring. And some of them didn't get to that promised land because of complaining. There was nothing they didn't complain about. Oh, you have taken us out of where Pharaoh was feeding us. He was giving us food, though. Now, we don't have food. Complaining, complaining. Now, I don't have grosses. There's no grosses in my pantry. Ah, now, wow. Is this how somebody will be, will be living life? Yes, you are all guilty. I can see some of you making just of yourself. May the Lord have mercy upon us. That even in, when you look at your pantry, whether you have food or not, you go into that pantry and begin to declare, Father, I thank you for this little that I have. Because I know you will supply. Amen. I thank you for this that is not working right now. Oh, I thank you for that job. I thank you for that rejection. Because it will turn in my favor. Somebody's not in this house this morning. You got a rejection letter and they are saying, Oh, we are sorry, we're moving on with other candidates. And then instead of you to rejoice, because scripture says in Romans 8.28 that all things work together for good unto those who love God and have been called according to his purpose. It doesn't matter what the situation is. I thank God for everything. It doesn't make sense, but you do it. Because now I have the understanding that thanksgiving, my thanksgiving is a sacrifice that I bring before God. And so whether the situation works or not, it doesn't matter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For that child, thank you, Jesus. For the income I have right now, thank you, Jesus. Oh, for that car that is always dying on the road, thank you, Jesus. Because I'm going to a better place. And greater is coming for me. This is not my reality. So thank you, Father, because I have the understanding that you're a God who is limitless. That should be our mindset. That should be your mindset. Be grateful, people. Be grateful to God. Your academics is not going well. Thank you, Lord, because I understand this course. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are opening my eyes. And I passed this course. Thank you, Jesus, because all things are working together for my good. Be grateful, people. Be grateful. God has been faithful. God has been faithful and he's still faithful. He wants you to be grateful. Don't, we have gotten too familiar with him. We have gotten too familiar with him. Oh, you have a job. Oh, you know your pay is coming next. What about those who don't have? Should they kill themselves? Be grateful. Be grateful. Let God see that you are grateful for where you are. Amen. Lazarus. What happened in the story of Lazarus? John 11, verse 1 to um, 44. It's a long read, but I'll just summarize it. I'll go straight to verse 40. And it says, excuse me, Jesus said to her, did I not tell you and promise you that if you would believe and rely on me, you would see the glory of, Lord, of, the, of God? Verse 41. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. You know, we all know the story of Lazarus. 
guess what? It's, I, I, would, I would advise you go back and just read it again. Lazarus had been dead four days. Four days. And Mary and Martha were complaining. If he had come, our brother would not have died. If he had done this, our brother would not have died. And Jesus said to her, that if you believe me, you will see the glory of the Lord. And you know what marveled me in this story? The fact that Jesus could have just said, roll the stone and call forth Lazarus. No, he didn't do that. What did he do? He said, Father, I thank you. Because you have heard me. Before he called Lazarus to come out of that tomb. Now, are you seeing all the scenarios that I've been talking about? Through it all, all the examples I've been given. Jesus at every point was giving thanks. Before somebody experiences a miracle, he would give thanks. Before he multiplies something, he would give thanks. It is a secret, people. That is the secret. That's the code. That's the, that's the code. That's the password. Lazarus came forth. But in, where I'm going to is, he, he, he said, Father, I thank you because you've heard me. That's God himself. To tell you how we pondered it is to say thank you. And now let's go to Jesus. Jesus. Jesus gave thanks. Always. Before performing any miracle. Now even to the point of death, he still gave thanks to God. Even to the point of death. When he was going to die, he knew he was going to die. And that is in Matthew 26 verse 26 to 27 in Amplified Classic. Matthew 26, 26 to 27. It says, while, while they were eating, Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take it, this is my body. Verse 27, then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, are you seeing how many times Jesus is giving thanks? Are you seeing it? When he took up, he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink from it, all, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Now, is it not funny that you know you're going to die tomorrow, and then you are still sharing with people, acting as if everything is okay? That's the posture God wants from us. There's some people that they go through the most difficult things in this life and you will never know. You still see them smiling. Everybody is not the same. You see some, of course, obviously you will know from the expression that something is wrong. But there are people which is a life that we should all cultivate. Whether it is good or it is bad, you are, you are just smiling. You are giving God praise. Jesus gave thanks before he died. He, he threw a Passover feast even when he knew he was going to die. What a God. What a God that we serve. Ah, may the Lord open our eyes in the name of Jesus. Now, how do we live a life of thanks living? How do we live a life of thanks living? How do you cultivate that habit? There are three things the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to. And it's in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. 
These are scriptures that from a child, from, from even a teenager, I've said it here before, that what my father gave me is the word of God. He would teach us Bible verses. You must memorize it and know it. And my life is better for it. One of them is 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. In fact, the whole of um, 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Rejoice always. So number one thing, how do I live a life of, how, how, does my life, how do I cultivate that lifestyle of thanking God? Rejoice always. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Always. On my IG page, I think that's what I have there. It stuck with me from a very young age. It does not matter what I'm going through. You will never know. It's an understanding. It comes from a place of fellowship, of koinonia. It does not matter whether there is fire on the mountain. It is rejoice always. And now, someone will say rejoice always. Rejoicing could also be joy. Joy is powerful. Joy is powerful. It is also praising God. If you don't understand what rejoice always is, praise God in that situation. I remember praying one day. My husband was in the room and I wanted to, you know, just pray on the side of the bed. And I heard the Holy Spirit clearly say to me, I've told you, just praise me. I don't need you to pray now. Just give me praise. And it's been laying it upon my spirit throughout that week. It's actually hard to continue to praise. Yeah, doing one hour of praise. Oh, it's serious exercise and work. But it is a sacrifice. So sometimes God doesn't just want you to keep complaining and asking and asking and asking. Oh, Father, do this for me. Oh, Lord, do this. Oh, you have not done this. You have not done this. No. Praise him. Let it be your lifestyle. Let it be a lifestyle. You are going to walk in the morning. Play the songs of praise. Elevate your spirit. Change the atmosphere. You are trusting God to multiply this, to multiply that. Change your atmosphere with praise. The devil does not want you to rejoice. And so you shut his mouth by rejoicing and praising him in that situation. And giving him praise. Scripture says rejoice always. A way to multiply, to, to, to live a life of thanksgiving is to, is to rejoice, to be, to, to be joyful, to be excited, to be happy. Joy is greater than being happy because there is joy unspeakable. There is a joy that overflows that you cannot explain. It comes from within. You cannot explain it. It just overflows from within. They send you a bad news and, and that's when you begin to worship God. Who does that? It only comes from a place of understanding. Hallelujah. Rejoice always. David was a great example. David did not care. He danced so much, his, his wife condemned him. It's not anybody's business if I decide to dance in church. I'm not dancing for you, I'm dancing for God. If it's affecting you, shift now. Just shift. Because I will not wait for you. I am worshipping my own God. Worship your God too. Simple. And there's a way joy changes the environment. You know, brother, is Brother Shegun there? Brother Shegun, please give me, I want to show us something now. Give me a danceable beat. Give me a danceable beat. Amen. I just want to show us something. Is it okay? 
It's okay I show us something. Give me a dance. You know everyone has been quiet since. People have been listening with rapt attention. Now give me a danceable beat. No, no. Fast one. Fast one. Brother Adam Nari should not worry. Just beat. Hey, hey. Come on. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so you, can you see people not nodding your head? See this one. Thank you. I just wanted to show us something. Before some people would turn this place to something else. Hallelujah. But did you see what it did to you? You were nodding your head. You were dancing. Ha! Imagine your God when you are praising him and he's nodding his head. That's what happens. That's why God is, is always saying, praise me. It's good to pray. But guess what? There's a way praise changes the atmosphere. It lifts up your spirit. It changes the environment. So God is saying, cultivate this lifestyle. Rejoice always, people. Be joyful. Be joyful. Praise him. You don't have to have the best voice. It doesn't matter. It's not about your voice. Just praise him anyways. Praise him. Amen. Then number two. Number two is 1 Thessalonians 5.17. How to live a thanksgiving life. Prayer. Pray without season. And our prayer is not asking God for anything. This is a prayer to say, Father, thank you. Pray. We have to pray with thanksgiving. Regardless of what's happening in our lives. Acknowledging him. Acknowledging him through prayer by telling him how he is the sovereign God in our life. How he is the all-knowing God. So most times when we want to pray, some of us just jump right in. Say, Father, I don't like what's going on. I don't like what is going on. Father, just help me. You now begin to cry. Father, just help me. You need to take me out of it. No, that's not how to approach. I just showed us. That's not how to approach him. When you want to pray, the first thing you should do is thank God. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Thank him. Call him by the names that you know him to be. If he has been a divine orchestrator in your life, call him by that name. God has revealed himself to us in different areas. For me, he's always my divine orchestrator. And so when I want to pray, I acknowledge that he's the one that parts my way every time it looks like there's a closed door. Acknowledge him for who he is in your life. Not prayer of Father, give me. We're not asking him to give us. Father, thank you. Thank you that I'm alive. Thank you for your husband. Thank him for your wife. Thank you for your parents. Thank you for your siblings. Thank him for your job. And if you don't have a job, still thank him anyways. So far you are not lazy. It would make it happen. Thank him for everything. Thank him for the children he has given to you. It does not matter what the situation is. Call their names and show him, give him thanks. Thank him for those projects that you are embarking on. Thank him for your academics. Thank him for your business. Thank him every time. You wake up in the morning, the first thing is thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're not even speaking in other tongues. You're just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Number three. 
is the will of God. How do I live a life of thanksgiving? Number three, will of God. First Thessalonians 5, 18. It says, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it is his will that we give him thanks every time. Now, we must align our will to God's will through our thanksgiving. The more we give thanks always, the more it becomes a lifestyle. What are the thoughts of your heart? Whatever it is, or the plans, the, the things you want to do. He says, give thanks in everything because it is the will of God for you. Nobody knows or sees what you're going through. But he himself knows. And that's why he's saying, let your will align to my will. Let your thoughts align to my thoughts. And you will see how I, I transform your life and restore you. Beyond comprehension. Beyond what people can understand. You see God manifesting in ways and people cannot understand it. And people are asking questions. How do you do these things? And you yourself, you do not know. But like I told you, there is a key. There is a code. That code is thanksgiving. There's a sermon that I preached before. It's, it's called Attitude, Attitude of a Grateful Heart. It's on YouTube a long time ago. Attitude of a Grateful Heart. God must know that you are grateful. God must see your heart that you are really, really grateful for where he has brought you from. Amen. He must see that you are really grateful. He must, he must know that my daughter really appreciates me. My son really appreciates me. This person is not selfish. Just like the story of the ten lepers. That is said to them, out of ten, only one returned. Is that not a big slap? God is counting on us. And then when I thought that I was done, you know, I woke up this morning and the Lord just laid something on my spirit. And he said, 4 a.m. I woke up 4 a.m. I was trying to, because it's been, it's been a lot. Back to back with the conference. Back, how many of us were able to watch Love TI Conference 2023? Just a few of us. Wow. Ah. And it was free. Free. It's online. On YouTube. So, I would encourage you, if you didn't watch, you can go back on YouTube and go and listen to some of the speakers there. You'll be blessed. And the reason why I'm saying this is there was one of the speakers there that shared the story. His name is Mr. Collar. Which brings me to my next point. I thought I was done until the Holy Spirit laid this upon my heart at 4 a.m. this morning and said to me, giving should also be a lifestyle that leads to multiplication. It was not part of what I wrote down. I had to put it, it's on my phone. I had to wake up to write it down so I don't forget. He said to me, giving. People, we need to cultivate a lifestyle of giving. Some of us are still like this. And that Acts 20, 35, just keep it in my mind. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Open up your heart. Be, be generous. You want things to multiply for you this year. Give. And not, give now does not, it's not restricted to money alone. 
It's good to give. Give your seed. If I give it sacrificially. Amen. Pastor taught us last week. QTT. Quality time. Give what? Treasures. Which is money and everything. What's the third one? Your talent, your gift. The Holy Spirit ministered it to me this morning. He said giving. You want to cultivate a thanksgiving lifestyle. Give out of what he has given to you. To other people. To his kingdom. And the reason why I'm saying this. I remember, so talking about quality time. Giving you of your quality time. I remember one of the speakers at the conference, Mr. Kola said, he said the idea that God gave him is, is, is co- his company is in charge of those who do background checks in Nigeria. Almost like 20 years now. It started maybe 2003. When nobody was even thinking of background checks. It's only when you get to Canada and foreign countries that they really say, they do background checks in, in Nigeria, but I did not know about it. This man has started that business long time ago. He said it was in a place of spending quality time with God. That God gave him an idea and God told him, God said to him, I will give you an idea that no one in Nigeria has ever heard before. And God gave him the idea to start a company. You know, doing background, just like we do background check here. If we want to employ you, they, they go through a background check. But here, they will even tell you that they want to do background check for you so that they don't invade your privacy, right? In Nigeria, maybe they were doing it and they did not ask us for our consent. Which is fine. It's okay. But maybe they do it, but we did not know. But this man, God specifically told him, gave him the download of what the idea was. He just wrote it down. In the place of spending quality time. Now, this year, some of you are asking God for ideas. Please, how would that idea come if you don't fellowship with him? And this is not ideas that everybody has. That man was the one, the first person that ever had company in Nigeria that started background check. Going to companies where people are, and big, big companies will call him to go and do background check for their candidates. He shared the ideas with so many people. They were telling him that he was crazy. In Nigeria, how would he work? But he didn't listen to them. Now, there's some ideas God will give you as a result of your fellowship, you fellowshipping with him. And will transform your life forever. Because if you say you want to express multiplication, so you need to spend time with God. God is the one that gives pretty ideas. The idea that he will give you that people will not be able to understand. How you came about that idea. That will transform your life forever. And break generational lack forever. And he said God gave him that download. He's, and he's blessed. And guess what? Is even someone living with disability? His left leg is, is not good. He's disabled. Did that stop him? No. It didn't stop him. So let's remember. You know, as the Holy Spirit laid it upon my spirit, I'm like, I think this is a message God is just sending to every one of us. You want to multiply this year in every area of your life. Give your time. People, give your time to God. Do not be too busy for God. Give God your time. Ah, you are alive because of for a reason. No. Give God quality time. Spend time with Him. Study the Word of God. Fellowship with Him. 
Give him your treasures. Give him your treasures. Your resources. I've said that before. I said that earlier. Your resources. Everything that you have, give it back to him. Let him use it for his glory. Let him use it for his glory. Give him your talents, the gifts that you have. Imagine we don't have Brother Damnari on the keyboard, Mr. Damnari on the keyboard, and we don't have Brother Shegun on the keyboard, and we are just here. Would it be complete? No, it won't. Now, God is calling us. Part of you experiencing multiplication this year, I am calling you to give, you my, give, give, me, give me your time. Spend time with me. I don't know where we are all rushing to, that we cannot spend time with God. Where are we rushing to? Which one is more important in life? The God who gave you breath or that job that you are rushing to that God knows if you are not careful, you can be fired tomorrow. He's saying, give me your treasures. All the resources, that money that you are keeping that you don't want to, don't even remove one dollar from it. Ah, it will not be enough. You can't be blessed that way. You can't multiply that way. It doesn't matter if, it's, it's, if it is $2 I have left in my account. I will give it. Because you need to have the understanding that you are giving to a God. <laughs> it says the cattle upon the, thousand, um, upon the thousand hills, they are mine. Still in that same Psalm 50. He said, if I were hungry, I would not come to you. I own everything on this earth. And so if God is just asking you for a token, He's asking you for a token and saying, I want you to give that. And he, give, he even gives you, he goes far, as far as giving you a particular amount that he wants you to give. And some of us struggle. Not knowing that is, you need to give that little. Because when you get to a level where you, control, you begin to control billions of dollars, it will still be easy for you to give. But if you cannot give out of $50, how do you want to manage billion dollars? When it comes. Oh, because me, I'm, I'm going to be a billionaire. Amen. Okay. It's alright. You don't believe, Abby. You don't have to believe. It's going to happen. So give. Give. Give your time. Give all that you have. Luke 12, 48. I'm beginning to round up right now. Luke 12, 48. Luke 12, 48. Can we quickly look at that? Luke 12, 48. Luke 12, 48 says, But he who did not know, yet committed things deserving of stripes, shall be beaten with few. For everyone to whom much is given. Can you see that? To whom much is given. From him, much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. Him who much is given, much will be required. It will be required of you. So when, it, when the time comes, give. And I always say it, especially towards the kingdom of God. Especially towards the kingdom of God. Give. And the Lord also laid Mark 4 verse 20 on my spirit this morning as well, while I was writing this down. Mark 4 verse 20. Can I please have that too? Mark chapter 4 verse 20 in the Amplified Classic as I wrap up right now. 
Mark 4 verse 20. It says, and those sown on the good, this is the story of the soil, the good soil, the bad soil, and those sown on the good, well-adapted soil are the ones who hear the word and receive and accept and welcome it and bear fruit. Talking about multiplication. And bear fruit. Some 30 times, another verse, another um, version talks about folds, 30 folds, 60 folds, 100 folds. Some 30 times as much as was sown. Can you see that? As much as you sow is what you receive. As much as was sown, some 60 some 60 times as much and some even a hundred times as much. And this is even just hundred. We're not talking about hundred here. We're talking about millions, billions. Because it's as, as you sow that the Lord blesses you. Amen. So now I want to beg us this morning. And I wrapped up. The Lord said to me, he says, the message this morning, he says, set at least a day. Tell them, and I'm telling you people, set at least a day, time, or hour you will spend giving me thanks and praising me for who I am. Immediately what I did, because I'm also, I'm not, I'm not exempted from this. I set an alarm on my phone immediately to remind me to pray and thank God at a particular hour, every day. You don't have to do that. Figure out what works for you. But that's the instruction this morning. The Lord said, set a time. There needs to be a setting apart of you just saying, Father, out of this busy day, I just want to say thank you. Once that alarm rings, whatever it is I'm doing, whether I am cooking or doing anything, I'm saying, Father, thank you. Then it becomes a lifestyle for me. There's sometimes I'm at work, my alarm goes off and it reminds me of what I'm supposed to do at, at that particular hour. It doesn't stop me. If it's to pray, I pray. If it's to worship, I worship. Because that's how you grow. The more you do it, the more you get used to it. The more it becomes your lifestyle. So God is saying, set an alarm. Set a time to appreciate me, to just say thank you. That's it. You're not asking him for anything. It's just to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you are to me. Thank you because you are God. Thank you for the things working and things that are not working. Thank you, Jesus. And how many of us are ready to do that? Amen. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And I want us to do something this morning. Except for maybe grandmas that will not be able to do that. If you can, I want us to all go on our knees. I, I beg you. And just thank God. Intentionally. From your heart, intentionally, and just say, Father, thank you. Oh, thank him. Some of you have been so ungrateful to him. Thank him. If you have to cry, cry. Father, thank you. Online church, you, you are not exempted. Say thank you. Some of you have been so ungrateful. He has been faithful to you. He has shown you mercy. You are alive. Yes, you don't have so much in your account, but you are alive. Can you thank him this morning? Oh, can you thank him, children of God, this morning? Can you thank him? Let him hear your voice. Father, thank you. 
Oh, thank you for the gift of life. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him for that situation that is not pleasant in your life right now. That you don't even want to, to, to experience. But you are going through it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Let him hear your voice. His word says, Thanksgiving is a sacrifice that honors me. Honor God with your thanksgiving this morning. Honor God with your thanksgiving this morning, people. Let him hear you. Let him hear you. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Show him gratitude. Father, I say thank you. Lord, we say thank you. In ways that we've taken you for granted, we say thank you, Jesus. We say we are sorry, Lord. We are sorry, Lord. For those little things that we do not count as nothing, we say we are sorry, Lord. Have mercy upon us this morning. Let our thanksgiving, let it come to you like a sweet-smelling savour, Lord. Accept it as a sacrifice, O oh God. And let this open up doors for us. In the name of Jesus, we refuse to remain the same, Lord. We say thank you. We acknowledge you that you are the doer of all things in our lives. We thank you because you are the keeper of our destiny. We thank you because you are our fortress, our buckler, our shield. We thank you because you are the one who delivers us from the hands of the enemies. Oh, Shalabo Satalabasha. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we honor you. In Jesus' name, we are thanked. Hallelujah. Can you get up? You can rise up now. Hallelujah. And so, if there's anybody, please rise up on your feet. Hallelujah. There's someone that might be listening to me and you probably don't even have a relationship with Christ. You probably would not understand what I've been saying because you cannot really thank the God that you don't have a relationship with. And so if there's anyone under the sound of my voice that has never ever accepted Jesus, you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, whether you are here in person or watching online, please repeat this word after me. Father, can we all say this? Please close your eyes. Father, thank you for your son Jesus that died for my sins. I confess, according to your word in Romans 10 verse 10, I confess him as my Lord and my Savior. I believe in my heart and I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Accept me, Lord. Welcome me into your home. I choose to walk in your ways. I choose to walk in your will. I say, Lord, lead me, direct my path, order my steps. I choose to follow you. I choose to say yes to you, Lord. I choose to say yes to your ways. I choose to walk with you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Thank you because you have heard me. In Jesus' precious name, I have prayed. Amen. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.